Hello there, everyone. Welcome back to the 1894 podcast. We are here after the Sheffield Wednesday game to talk about Bristol City's win against the Owls, but also to talk about, well, the elephant in the room, and that is Liam Manning, and that is Bristol City look to appoint Oxford United's manager, Liam Manning. Um, as usual, I have Matisse with me, Matisse, how are you doing? Yeah, not, not not too bad. We did get three points in the weekend, which is obviously good. It's now been over a week since the departure of Nigel Pearson and our first game without him. I think it came at a good time that we were facing a struggling side of Sheffield Wednesday. Um, but yeah, now we've just got the news today, on Monday, um, with Liam Manning, yeah, set to be appointed, looking more and more likely um, betting's been suspended on him because like the odds have been changing. Frank Lampard was... The favourite a few days ago it's changed now and yeah lots of sky sports have now posted about it and lots of different yeah like well-known social media accounts so yeah it's looking like we're gonna we're gonna have our new manager before this saturday but yeah not too bad overall good good um i was at the sheffield wednesday game um matisse was not so um i will be taking charge in terms of what to say because i was i was uh watched the whole thing was that fortunate or unfortunate? I suppose we got the win, but it was a painful watch at times. Um, I think, okay, let's let's give some context to this because I think we were going into this game not really bothered about who we're playing because we could have been playing Manchester City and I think it was more about how the players responded to the situation they were facing. I That's what I believe anyway. I think it was more about what do they? What has this good work of Nigel Pearson for two and a half years been actually going to accumulate to when he's now out the door? You know, uh, we've there's a lot of talk about this mentality. There was a lot of talk about the mentality on Pearson, um, and that you know, there's um, that fighting spirit back in the group, um, in this current group. So I think that was I think that was the main main uh, kind of thing we were looking for on Saturday. I don't think it was. Sorry, I think there's a lot about the result. I think we could have lost three nil, but uh, well, that's not, would have not been ideal. But you know, you know what I mean. We need we needed to just make sure we we really showed that fighting character. And I think we I think we did. I think we really responded well to adverse situations. Yeah, no, I I do agree with you. I did watch the game as well um, on Robin's well, TV. Um, but yeah, it was it was a relatively tight game, which is. Not we we kind of we, we we should have been a bit more dominant considering it was a side like Sheffield Wednesday. I mean, going into this game, I mean, we looked at this the next five games a few weeks ago now of that run of who was before Ipswich, Coventry, Ipswich, Cardiff, and Sheffield Wednesday QPR. We looked at Sheffield Wednesday and going into this, it's a must need three points realistically. Um, and it was an even start. I thought Sheffield Wednesday weren't terrible. It was quite close throughout the game, um, but we did dominate relatively. And then also that red card was obviously a massive change to the game. On Robin's TV, actually, I mean, that TV, whoever's directing that is terrible because they were showing replays while it happened. And then we missed the whole bloody thing. And then the next shot is everyone like saying it's a penalty. But on the replay, it was just outside the box, minorly the tackle. But... Good decision that we got the red card. I was worried maybe he wouldn't give it. Um, but yeah, their main man, Barry Bannon, and I think it was like the 30th minute. 32nd, um, yeah. Around there. 32nd, yeah, he got the red card. And then we had our, well, that was our, our kind of one, our first big chance of the game, really. Um, it was taken by Conway now. Yeah, Conway put it l- low, um, but then it was deflected because they kind of strategically placed one of the defenders well. But then Tanner did get a good flick on it. Good save in the end. We did get a few more shots on target, I feel like. Um, that's it. But we still didn't have enough going forward. I feel like there's still a lack of attacking threat. We we had that really good passage of play. I mean, we'll talk about the bell miss in a bit. But that passage of play where we were playing it around their half, around the box. But I feel like sometimes we're like, we don't know what to do with the ball. And that happens a lot of times. And... Um, it is annoying, but yeah. 
Um, so this was the team uh, running along the bottom to play against uh, Sheffield Wednesday and ignore the team for a second. Before before the game, it was um, we've got we've got a lot of players back. Yeah, we've we had three three players back, and weirdly enough, it was right after Pearson sacking as well, which was ironic um, a little bit. Um, so George Tanner was back, Zach Viner was back, and Cal Naismith was back. Two of them started. George Tanner started, and Zach Viner started, and Cal Naismith was on the bench, and he came on the second half. So it was Max, uh, uh, Max and goal. Uh, Tanner, Dicky, Viner, Prinks was back to a back four. Knight. Matty James, who taking the captain's armband, Taylor Gardner Hickman. I honestly believe that's probably our strongest midfield, midfield three. I, I I'd agree as well. I mean, Joe Williams was on some good run of form before his injury, but Taylor Gardner has been great for us. He got pick of the match, um, side of pick yeah. of the match um for, for the game. Um thought I thought he was great as well. And yeah, getting those three players back and obviously those two going into the defense, because that was a massive problem, obviously, for us. We had to play Andy King back there, and then for Cardiff, we put Pring, yeah, James. and we put Joseph James at, um, right back. So it was good to get like our well-known, like established back four back. Um, and then, like you said, we had Knight in that like ten position, and then TGH and Matt James, and then we did drop. Um, do we drop? No, but yeah, we dropped Bell. Um, that's not right, then, is it? <laughs> um, I just we had realized that's not right. up top, and we had uh, Sykes on the right, and then Vyman off the left, because that was the one maybe change that some people might have said Bell instead of Vyman. But yeah, Vyman did start ahead of him, and then Bell came in the second half. I'm not exactly sure yeah. when, but yeah, it was good to get those players back. Obviously, still have quite a few injuries out. But at least those like kind of main characters, Viner is very important, and that defensive defense was like structure was definitely needed. Yeah, and Ross McCrory has been a pictured training today. Um, so no, not training, but doing you know quite intensive work. So in the in the gym. So hopefully he's back fairly soon. Um, and I think was it Pearson that said that Rob Atkinson is going to train this month as well. So. Hopefully he's he's um hopefully he's not rushed, but hopefully he's back soon because that'll be that'll be some backline if we had Viner, Dickey, Atkinson in a, in a, if 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 Liam Manning's going to play a back three, Atkinson, so Atkinson, Viner, Dickey, my God, that'll be that'll be incredible. Um, anyway, we're getting carried away with someone who's not even been announced yet. Um, so it was Conway up top in as the nine, and he he did um. He did a lot of the hard work, actually. Um, he was dropping in quite a lot, um, especially in the first half. He was dropping in quite a lot, uh, getting on the ball in that kind of 10 position, allowing Jason Knight to get forward. Andy Vyman was making runs. Sykes just kind of pushed back a little bit when I thought that was a bit weird. Um, Conway's getting back a lot, um, so he didn't really have a... He, he moved He moved the centre-backs around, which I think was important. Andy Vyman off the left, Mark Sykes off the right. This was the Sheffield Wednesday 11. Cameron Dawson and goal, back three of Dominic Iorfa. Bambo Diaby, Deshaun Bernard, uh, Callum Patterson, who looked about 50 years old. Um, the amount of grey hairs on him is mental. Um, again, no disrespect. Uh, Callum Patterson at right wing back. Um, George Byers and Barry Bannon midfield, who was the captain and he got sent off, which is just just makes brilliant, you know, makes it very clear for you on the on the screen because that just uh, it was it was a it was a pain for me. Um Reese James, uh, not that one, uh, left centre back, uh, not left wing, not, not Left wing back, um, Gasama, Michael Smith, and Anthony Masaba. And I have to say, Gasama and Masaba, um, which is brilliant, pair of wingers. Uh, <laughs> Gasama and Masaba, they were rapid. They were, mm-hmm. gave Cam Pring and Tanner a lot of problems, but I thought Pring and Tanner dealt with them really well. Um, yes, yeah. um, and they didn't really pose, thought- pose a problem. Yeah, I thought Tanner did well considering his return. He hasn't played for quite a few games. He's been, I feel like, before his injury as well, he kind of settled in a bit more and has been a bit more solid. But on Conway as well, yeah, I thought, yeah, you're right on that. He came in a bit and I, I, it's not been easy for him. He hasn't had a lot of chances since he came back and scored those two goals in Rotherham. We've actually only scored three goals in our last five games. Um, 
and they've all been from defenders. So it's not great because we had the Naismith header in against Leeds, then yes. Dickey, Coventry, yes. and yes. Dickey again. So Dickey with two goals and two big wins. Um, and Coventry and yeah, Sheffield Wednesday. But yeah, it's not been easy for Conway. Did have a couple more chances, obviously, in that second half where we played round. Sheffield Wednesday, we were there for like it felt like two, three minutes. We were just passing it round and then finally created that opening. Um, but yeah, also, you know, Reese James is actually um. Matty James's Matty brother. James, yeah. yeah. I I would have I, I knew that, but I just didn't realise. I just didn't realise he was <laughs> gonna play. And I was like, I didn't make that connection. Yeah. I knew they were brothers. I just didn't really just didn't make the connection. Um just just very quickly, sorry. Millwall have announced their new head coach, um, Joe Edwards. So um it doesn't really matter now because we know who's gonna be the next Bristol City manager, but still that's another one. Another one gone. Um, that's another job that we're the only well we're the only club now that's not announced the manager um there you go um but but yes um yeah i thought tano was i thought tano was really good um he was kind of a little bit he's a little bit um quiet but i thought that was that was very very solid game to come back into and i thought viner was exceptional again um and i thought viner um Having Viner alongside him meant Rob Dickey got the ball a lot more, um, progressed up the pitch a lot more, got you know got the ball into dangerous areas a few times in the first half, especially um, first half. Yeah, first half especially he got got the ball and just ran to the halfway line and nearly put poked a few balls through. So, and I'm saying and I'm thinking to myself, well, if he does that even once a game, that's brilliant because that's then we've got a centre back who's also able, able to create chances alongside our midfielders and our wingers. So that's, that's really good. Um, and I think Hal Naismith's also equally good at that. He's also equally good um, on the ball and very good technically. So that was positive. And I think, um, yeah, I thought Talon was really good. Um, so Barry Bannon is sent off on 32. And up until this point, I'm going, what are we doing? Because we've just not been in the game at all. Um, I don't know what, don't know what you thought from the watching it um, on a on a on a stream, but I didn't think we were free. I, I thought we were horrendous considering the opposition we were playing. Yeah, definitely. Like as I said, going into this game, it was a must-need three points, and the way we started, it was a bit again lackluster. We didn't create many chances. <clears throat> they actually had the probably the, be the, the best chance um, in that first half. Um, it, it went through, I think, and then Dicky got completely sent. Um, but then Tilligan Hicken came in with a massive tackle um, at the end to put it out. It was just um, it was before the red card, um, just like near the, the six-yard box. It definitely happened, but I can't remember it. it um, it'll, it'll be on the highlights somewhere. But um, yeah, it was it was poor. And but when that red card came. That was kind of a little bit of a get-out-of-jail-free card. I thought it was yeah, it's massive because now being a man up is a massive help, especially against Chef Wednesday and especially the player that got sent off as well. Bannon is <laughs> very crucial uh, to Chef Wednesday and he's brilliant in the midfield. So to get that was good. bit unlucky just outside the box, but at the end of the day, it didn't matter. Um, so, yeah, went that, they went down to men. Then I think, yeah, that it was half time then. Nothing much happened, I don't think. Um, well, well, um, one after the vet, so let's talk about the red card first of all. So, um, Jason Knight robs Cameron Dawson. So, no, he doesn't rob him. Cameron Dawson tries to play ball, the goalkeeper for Sheffield Wednesday, tries to play ball, uh, into Bannon's uh path. It's a hospital ball, it's really bad. Um, and Knight nicks in gets away so obviously obviously the center backs for Sheffield Wednesday are not expecting it because they're not expecting them to give the ball straight to the opposition so they're kind of split apart um and then they don't have enough time to recover and get back across so the ball goes to Knight he runs he's a clear path of goal really um one of the Sheffield Wednesday center backs might be I offer he kind of gets round the back and tries to get um in the way but Ballon just kind of sticks a little foot out uh, Knight goes down um it's just outside the box, as Matisse said. Um, it is. It is outside the box, so it is a free kick. It's not a penalty. I don't. don't I don't think. I don't think I'm that petulant. Um, it's not a penalty, but um, yeah, I've seen some people saying, "Well, he's not the last man." 
the rules don't say that. The rules say he's it's a denial. If it's a denial of a clear goal scoring opportunity, and again, opportunity, not a clear goal, um, then it's a red card. And he's if Bannon doesn't make that challenge, he's in the box. He's he yeah, he's got a centre back on the goal line, uh, but the goalkeeper's not there. Um and he's just got he's good, he's just gotta put it in. And you're going, well, surely that's a red card. Um I don't know what you thought of it, but I thought it was red. Yeah, no, I, I do agree. I didn't actually see the build up because again the, the TV direction no, no, no. and everything. They didn't... The, thing, the thing the thing is, um I normally take a look drink with me and I was getting so so bored. I was just like I just took my drink and as soon as I happened, night I see night just running in and I and I quickly take a sip. And as soon as that happens, uh, everyone's going up in arms. I'm like, what's happened? So I asked my mate next to me. He's like, oh, so, 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 something, someone's made a challenge. And I'm like, what's going on? And I didn't even, and I didn't even know Bannon was showing a red card until um, I had to ask like five people around me. It's, it was not good from my perspective. That's one of the disadvantages of, of being being there in person because you don't really know what's going on. Um, yeah, because yeah. Exactly, because the south stand as well, you're on the opposite side, so you probably all thought it was a penalty as well. Um, <laughs> I thought it was a penalty. Yeah. Literally, yeah, it was right right on the line. Uh, well, right before the line. But um, yeah, de- definite red card, I think. It is. It was the right decision. Is a clear opportunity. And yeah, it was a good decision. Um, and yeah, like I said, that was very crucial for us um, going forward with the game. And that gave us, yeah, like an hour, an hour of football with a man up. Um, but yeah, I think that was about it for the half. Going into that second half, now we, we really needed to push on because this is a game where we we will drop points if we if we, if we don't win. Like it's a game for for us to lose. Um, so we yeah we came back out and then we made nothing too much significantly happen that I remember um, until that. Conway chance where well first we sub we made some subs we brought um Naismith back on for his return um and also Mimetti and Bell all three at once and coming off who came off for them yeah Viner came off Tanner and Conway so I think no so we just Viman it's Viman no Vyman. no not Viman sorry it's Viman yeah. Vyman Viner Tanner for Mimetti yeah. uh, Naismith Bell so then Bell went on the right, uh, Mimetti so went I on the left, and then Sykes moved Sykes, to right back, right? Sykes moved Sykes moved to right back. Uh, Mimetti yeah. just Mimetti just replaced Vyman. Bell went mm. on the right. Uh, Naismith went on the back. That's I think yeah. I th- to be honest, I don't think we'd really had a shape because we were just attacking for most of it. So mm. we were all on the halfway line just pushing. So I don't think we really had a had a fixed shape. We were Going, I think, but I do think it was probably Sykes intended to be a right back. Yeah, yeah, I did see that. And then came the chance, not sure exactly what minute, but it wasn't too long after Bell came on. Like three I said, the passage of three minutes, all right. Yeah, mm. that passage of play, we were dominating, just trying to find an opening. It was actually a brilliant pass. I think Dickie got it to Bell. Nice layoff. Conway found a way through. I think it was a double nutmeg as well. Um, <laughs> It was quite. It was quite a good shot as well. Keeper beaten, but hit the post, and it bounces off. Bell's open, not offside. The goal's in front of him, wide open on the right hand side, and I don't know how he's missed that. And he's he's like placed it, not a lot of power, and then we always just watch the ball roll, and then it bounces off the other side of the post. So we've hit the post twice within like five seconds that was and, no was that yeah. before or after the goal i think that was after the goal wasn't it uh yeah it was after oh yeah we missed the goal yeah we missed, exactly <laughs> I, was, I was gonna say um so the goal uh was i think taylor garden hickman gets the ball and then he lays it off right to conway who gets himself in a good position and might i add at that point i was screaming tommy get in the box what are you doing <laughs> I couldn't have, I could not have been more, more wrong. Um, Conway puts in the best cross of the night, and it's just perfect, perfect. But it takes a, it takes actually to be fair, it takes a bit, of, it takes a fat nick. It takes it takes a really, really, really big deflection. But um, Dicky's in the right place. What well, I don't know what he's doing up there from Sanawak, but he's there. Um, 
<laughs> but he's there, and thank God he was there because he scored again. And um, yeah, I thought I thought that passage of play was just. I think it kind of felt inevitable we were going to score. Um, I think I think the pressure pressure took took its toll on Sheffield Wednesday. If I'm being honest, I think they were getting a little bit tired. Yeah, the pressure was definitely building. Came from a corner initially, and then yeah, like you said, it came out. And yeah, Dickie is kind of like a striker's goal, a nice like a poacher kind of goal. He got a good fit on it to the left side of the keeper. Good finish, good cross. Yeah, it was a nice goal. And Rob Dickey, and now it scored our yeah, only two goals in the last four matches. Um it's just been pretty good. Um, but yeah, what a signing. What what did he call it? A million, maybe, or five hundred thousand? No, 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 no. Less than less than, less than I'd, I'd say I'd say less than half a million. I'd say less than that because mm. QPR yeah, were, been... QPR were kind of desperate to get him get him gone, and now you don't know why because like, <laughs> in the relegation zone and we're well we're not flying but he's been brilliant for us. Um, he's been really yeah. good for us. At first, at, in his first few games, I was like uh, I'm a bit unconvinced because he kind of looked uncomfortable on the ball. He was playing on the left hand side of defence. Sorry about that. He's playing on the left hand side of defence, um, and he was kind of it just didn't feel right. But I think he's really grown into the season. And if you even if you ignore the goals he scored for us, I think he's just been magnificent. Um, I just think he's, he's his progressive play has got better each game. His kind of ability to read the game has got better as well, and if I make the comparisons to that Preston game on opening day to now, especially against Sheffield Wednesday, he was just magnificent. And he's not really put a foot wrong in weeks. So hopefully that continues. And as I said, if um, if Liam Manning, who we're going to talk about, don't worry, is going to come in and say, well, I'm going to go to a back three, Dickie, Viner, Naismith, Atkinson, because Ross McCrory can play there. I can, it's going to be some some back three if that if that comes off. Um, but yeah, hypotheticals and all that. Uh, but yeah, D- Dickie's been D- Dickie's been outstanding and agreed what a signing. But also a Nigel Pearson signing. So you know, make that what you want. Mm, uh, exactly. That was that was a joke. But, I know it's a group effort and all that. But <laughs> it's a joke. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, Rob Dickey definitely he just feels like he's settled in he's composed when the ball comes in the air makes the right decision sometimes not to take the header leaves it back to Max and just little things he's he's just really settled into the squad well and yeah it's a it's a great signing Um, but would you say if if we what I've said before when we have a full strength team with no injuries I think we have a really well like a really very like strong strongly depth team with like a lot of quality players if well if you were Liam Manning or like would you change two or five back then like you're saying if we had all those players available or would you do you think you'd stick with it well I I don't know because if let's okay for example Cal Naismith he can play centre-back but he's equally as comfortable playing in midfield isn't he so we also have that kind of fluidity, flu, fluidity, fluidity within our side, and we've got versatile players everywhere. Uh, got Taylor Garden Hickman, we've got Hayden Roberts, we've got Cam Pring, uh, as I said, Naismith, um, Andy King, uh, can play center back and midfield. Uh, Jason Knight can play in the eight, in the ten, he can play out right. Um, we've got the uh, Sykes right back, right wing, so we've got players who are versatile all over the shop. Um, so if we, if we if we are going to start with a three at the back, then I think that also raises the question: Are we going to be fluid? Is in possession? Are we going to move to a four at the back? Are we going to push Naismith in the midfield, or so whoever's going to play there? It's a new signing or something. Is it going to push in the midfield? I'm not sure. I would switch to a five at the back right now. I think I'd probably give it a little bit of time uh, because these players for. Let's be honest, these players for a while have been used to that four at the back and also play just considerably better in a four at the back. Um, Coventry at home, we started started off with a 5-3-2, tried to match them up with injuries. Yeah, we were lacking a bit of quality, but just didn't, just didn't click, did it? We were just lacking a lot out wide. Um, it felt a bit disjointed. It felt like three separate compartments and they were not working together. Um, so for now, I'd stick with a four at the back. Maybe slowly start. You know, using five at the back if possible, 
um, depending on where we are for which kind of if we're kind of petering out towards the end of the season maybe I'll switch to a five back just to give it a bit of time to kind of go into that side but for now I'd stick I'd stick with a four um, but if if that's what but again if Liam Manning is does prefer with a three at the back which he has played for a while to be as well to just to just to add he has also played with a four at the back um, for, a, for a for a bit of his career then I'd stick with that Um because I think that's just it just suits the squad um, a lot better than a than a five at the back. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, no, I'd agree with you right right now. But yeah, it can always change through the long term. Um, but yeah, so that was the goal that puts one no up, and then well, we kind of did it in a bit of a strange order. But then we go back to that um, chance with Conway and Bell and that miss, which was <laughs> massive. Because can I just say I was in the south stand, so it was right. In front of it, mm. and as soon as Conway hits the post, you're going, "Oh, Sam Bell's offside! Don't, don't be offside!" And you look, I look at the I look at the linesman for a second, go back, um, doesn't put the flag up, and it's just, it's just, how do you miss from that? It's harder to miss, literally harder to miss. Um, sometimes, and- sometimes I wonder, just like I, I, I play for a football club as well. I had a, had a game yesterday. We actually play the same formation as. As Bristol City, um, little four three two. Um, well, no, sorry, fourth. Yeah, four two three one. Um, I was at striker as well. I missed a relative easy chance, but then you look at like Sam Bell, and then I don't know if you've seen the Darwin Nunez miss against Luton, and and also he had a miss the week before, and like these are professional football players. Like, yeah, it can happen a couple times. I mean, Sam Bell hasn't missed too many. Um. But yeah, you, you just have to be finishing those. I mean, it's like really clear there. And that just that would just made it so much more nicer, wouldn't it, for us, wouldn't it? It's just been yeah, like, exactly. Oh, you tune up. Well, you, you're not under much pressure. Just, just see this game out. But obviously, we had to make it hard for ourselves because that is what Bristol. Yeah, it's Bristol City. That's what we do. Um, and then after that goal, we never really looked like, apart from that Sam Bell chance, we never really looked like we were really going to cause. Sheffield Wednesday, a lot of problems. We control possession, but Sheffield went. No, we didn't really control possession. Got, I think possession was kind of even after that. But they they really piled the pressure on because it was kind of a no no lose situation for them. If they got a point, yeah, they oh, brilliant result because they're down to ten men for sixty minutes. But if they got nothing, you're going, oh well, you know, down to ten men for sixty minutes. Uh, what do you expect? So they were kind of in a no lose situation after we after we go a goal up. So they just threw everything at it um, for Sheffield Wednesday. Um, Ashley Fletcher comes on, uh, the striker Marvin Johnson comes on, Akin Famwo comes on, um, in place of Deshaun Bernard, Masaba, and Rich James. So attacking attacking substitutions. And honestly, I thought they were thought they were thought they were thought they were really good, to be honest, if Wednesday. Um, even with even with uh, ten men, I thought they were thought they were good. Um after that, they have a chance with a free kick, uh, which is a brilliant save from Max. Um, can I just say, but right, right at the start of the first half, before the goal, um, there's a massive opportunity. It's a, it's a corner kick. Uh, one of the Sheffield Wednesday centre backs gets his head on it, and Max makes a brilliant save. Uh, from what, from where I saw, I thought it was a brilliant save. It might have been wrong, might have been uh, just to save for the cameras, but looked like a brilliant save. And then this save is even better. It's a beautiful free kick um, from Volt, maybe, uh, and he puts it right. To the corner, Max sees it a bit late, gets a gets a hand to it, punches it out, uh, pushes it out, and um, it's a little bit of a bobble around, and it's cleared. I thought Ma- thought Max was okay. Um, I thought his distribution, especially in the first half, was abhorrent. Um, it was really bad. Uh, he put he put the ball out a few times, and to be fair to him, once once he made a good switch of play, and I'm going. You've got that in your locker. Just, just use that. Uh, don't try and kind of sillyly, silly. Don't try and make silly passes into or risky passes into midfield or into centre backs. If you, there's an obvious option, obviously go there. But if you've got ball to play, straight like that, just play that often. What are your thoughts on on Max then? Because there's a lot of question marks. Uh, yeah, great, another clean sheet. But despite those saves, kind of felt like still something missing. Yeah, I mean, we've always had this problem with Max and his distribution. It's always always disappointing when we see that. Um, but yeah, yeah, he, he had a he had a good game. I mean, at the end of the day, if you keep the ball out the back of the net and 
you don't concede, then it's a good day in the office. And he made a couple of crucial saves, kept us in the game, um, which was important near the end there, just like you said, that free kick um, save. But yeah, I mean, a lot of us have said we need some sort of competitiveness. Um, I mean, we do have Stevan Bajic. He only has been given one proper game. We can see where that develops and where he can go. But he's kind of just a kind of mid-table championship goalkeeper, I'd say. Um, and he, he isn't the best, but he, he does do the job sometimes. But I, I don't mind him. Right now, we don't. it doesn't really seem like we're going to sign a goalkeeper. Um, so I think we're just going to have to stick with him. But, you know, I, I don't mind him too much. Looking at goals conceded, we actually have a pretty like good record for like the defensive wise but then again you look at the goal scored and we've scored 16 and conceded 16 um which is we have one of like the top five lowest goals scored but then we have like the top five lowest conceded um which is something like that and i just look now and only three out of our 15 games have not been well, I'll rephrase that. Th uh, 12 out of our 15 games have been uh, one goal difference in the scoreline, um, which just, well, I mean, that is the championship for you, but um, just shows how, how close the games are. Um, but yeah, goal, I've, I've spoken about it before, but that attacking threat still kind of provides an issue. Um, and yeah, sometimes we are poor defensively, Cardiff is like that corner and sometimes marking, but it does happen. But overall, Max hasn't hasn't been the best, but he hasn't also he hasn't been horrendous. Like I say, he's kind of been average in, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I, th I thought I thought saves were crucial yesterday, but I think if a new manager is going to come in, as we said, like Liam Manning, hopefully uh, is going to come in, then maybe they're going to be looking for an upgrade in terms of the keep of a keeper with more ability and more technical on the ball is more comfortable with the ball at his feet and you know is has the ability to put play a pass into a risky situation and be able to pull it off i think that's maybe something we we look at um so i think that's the gist of it for the game i thought we battled hard and i think that's the most crucial thing as i said at the start i think Sometimes the quality was a bit lacking. I think we need to move the ball a lot quicker, again, especially against 10 men. You need to move the ball quicker from side to side, tie them out, stretch them. Because a lot of the time, I've seen Cam Pring making some really good runs down, down our side. And you're going, well, the ball's there. Instead of squeezing onto the right-hand side, spread the ball, spread the play, move it quickly, and then try and find a way, find a way that way. Um Ultimately, doesn't matter because we won the game. But just for just for the future, maybe we need to find a different way of, you know, really just trying to open the door and just hammer the door down, and pile the pressure on in in those scenarios. Um, anything else to add yeah. on the Sheffield Wednesday game before we move on to the real, real juicy stuff? Yeah, well, yeah, like you said, well, when we played Ipswich as well, um, in that game, they were kind of they showed a good. Or like a good role model of how how you play these like quick direct passes, high energy, and yeah, like you said, I think that's something that we do need to take on board, especially when we want to like dominate games and kind of finish them off and put them to bed. Um, but yeah, one more chance before the end of the game. Actually, um, I think it was a corner. Uh, the keeper came up for it, and then it came out to Conway who made a darting run, ran like quite oh, a yeah. whole length of the pitch, and then. I'm I'm just saying shoot because I, I in these situations you don't always you think you have a lot of time but you don't always and then wait a bit too long and just as he about as he is about to um unleash a shot then comes in a I forgot which defender it was but it was it was a brilliant uh, tackle but yeah um and yeah misses the chance at the end of the day it doesn't matter but it would be nice to finish like it wasn't too easy I think there were a couple other defenders running back um there was an open goal, but yeah, that, that was that was one chance in the end as well. Yeah, he should have just taken the shot a lot earlier than he did. He waited and waited and delayed, um, kind of get trying to get closer to the goal, but I don't think he saw uh, the defender retreating as much. If he did him and then scored, that would have been ridiculous, but um, he didn't. Though. Ultimately, it doesn't matter, but again, we've got to make sure we 
are a create more chances. Be put these chances away because, as Matisse said earlier, with three goals in five games and they've all been from defenders. Um, so that goal scoring needs to start improving, but clean sheets are also, yeah, very, uh, yeah. very, um, very important. Yeah, like, like you said, at the end of the day, three points is three points, and it is results based most of the time. This is, yeah, what football is all about, and we got the win. I mean, we did make it hard for ourselves against bottom of the league, Trevor Wednesday, with. 10 men for the majority of the game, it should be 2-0, 3-0. We should be capitalising because on another day, we know Bristol City will concede a goal in the 95th minute or something and then throw away two points. Didn't happen on Saturday, which is good. But yeah, I feel like just more of that attacking threat is needed when we're on the ball, just the clinicality. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, we won. And now I think we're 11th. We, cut, we only cut the distance of the playoffs by a point. Um, but we are facing QPR next. So, yeah, we're four points, four points off playoffs. And we're clear of relegation, I'm pretty sure. We're quite quite comfortable. But I never, not, thought, I never thought that was a good I'm not right. looking down, Matisse. I'm yeah, looking, neither. Looking not. I'm, 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 I'm not looking, I'm not looking uh, towards Rotherham in 22nd, that's all. I'm looking, <laughs> I'm looking at um, Preston in 6th, in all honesty. Preston um, have been on, on some poor form as well. I mean, they did get the win against Coventry, but... They were winless in seven games before that, um, which was pretty surprising. But yeah, right. Um, oh, just very quickly, I thought Sheffield Wednesday were really good. To be honest, I thought they, even though they had thirty five percent possession, I thought they were too. Thought they were good, um, and even with ten men, I thought they posed a threat and um, thought their long balls created a lot of problems for us, especially over the top um, with um, Masaba, Gasama, Smith, and then. Um, Fletcher, Johnson, uh, Valentin, all coming on. Um, and you know, despite you... sorry, when carry on, carry on. Um, despite um, despite me slandering Callum Patterson early on, I thought he was, I thought he was quite good. I think he had a good game. Um, but are you gonna say, um, do you think they they have a chance of staying up, or do you think it's pretty settled on that that they're going straight back? No, <laughs> if they had Danny Roll for the whole season, I'd be like, yeah, they've got a good chance, but they just don't. Are they going to win enough games away from home? Is my question. I think, I think they're going to make Hillsborough a tough place to come to. I think they'll, I think they'll probably nick some points off. Maybe, um, I don't know some of the top teams up there. I think we'll. I think when we go to Hillsborough, I think we're going to have a bit of a struggle, to be honest. But I think, I think, I think they, I think they might push, but ultimately they've got too much of a gap at the moment. I think the qualities, the qualities, arguably there in terms of the front, front, front three. Yeah, the gap is too big, and they're not. They're, yeah, it's already to... nine points. It's nine points already, and looking at the run of games they have, I mean, realistically, to be yeah. to be fair, they've got Millwall next. We've just got a new manager, so that might take a bit of time. Um, and they're playing at home. Yeah, they've got to win that, and then they're playing. So the next home games after that is Leicester, Blackburn, um, uh, and then it is QPR. That's a big game, Cardiff. So they've got some. They've got to win their home games. A lot of the home games they've got. If they've got a chance, um, the 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 quicker if they if they if they win four 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 games in five or something like that, or four games in six, then they they're it's practically massive, yeah. they're, they're, they're practically there in terms of matching twenty first or twenty second. So you never know. You never know is all I'm going to say. I think it'll be tough for them. Uh, I do think Danny Roll is a good manager. I think he's a very good manager. He spoke very well after the game. So. Yeah, you, you, you never know. It's the championship, but I think they've got too much of a gap at the moment. Um, that's it for the Sheffield Wednesday game. Talk. Let's talk about the managerial situation. As I said, the elephant in the room, that is Liam Manning. Um, wow. Um, so let's give you a bit of a timeline then. Uh, Liam Manning was first reported to be, well, kind of interested in the job on... Um, what would have been? Oh, I can't remember. What what day? For a few days ago, uh, three that... three days ago, three days ago. So on the second, he was uh, no four days ago. That'll be four days ago on the second, second uh, of November. Uh, Liam Manning um, was one of the names that would be that would, that was going to be considered to be you know um, 
uh, this being considered to take over uh, Bristol City. Uh, that was that was from the Bristol Bristol Live, Bristol City Live. Um, at that point, nothing was decided. Nothing was kind of, you know, they're, they're still considering options, and um, it's not just the EFL, a lot abroad as well. But it kind of felt like it was going to brew to a point. Something was going to have to happen this week, and it looks like we found found a conclusion. Um, and looks like it will be Liam Manning as well. So today, uh, a, uh, first Rob Dorset came out saying that uh, Liam Manning is set to be announced as Bristol City manager within the next uh, forty-eight hours or so. Um, and then Bristol City Live uh, came out saying saying that saying the same thing. Basically, uh, he's they were closing in on Liam Manning as a as the new head coach. Uh, so Rob Dorsett, he said, Liam Manning expected to be confirmed as Bristol City head coach in the next 48 hours, yada, yada, yada. Um, second in League One, uh, Bristol City's job. Too tempting for him. Oh, that's nice to read. Um, agreement agreement uh, now between the two clubs over compensation. Um, so there is an agreement. And he fits the bill. Uh, young process coach, uh, head coach. Your initial reaction when you read the news on Twitter or wherever you did, your in, like, your first thoughts, what were they? I mean, it was brewing for a bit, like you said, but I am happy that we've decided to pursue on this kind of coach role instead of a more of a managerial type. And he is, like, renowned. He's done a good job with Oxford so far this season. I think he's got a buy-off clause or something like that, um, which I read that, that we're going to trigger um, to use. But um, no, initial thoughts is good. I think he will fit in well and hopefully we can play a good style of football. Obviously, we had that Frank Lampard rumours. It was kind of split reaction. I mean, I think people just got carried away because of the big name. Um, He obviously did do well with Derby, but um, I don't think he would have been the perfect fit. Uh, Personally, I was looking at Luke Williams. He doesn't like, obviously, he is in the League Two side right now. But Nick one... can I just say very quickly, Luke Williams? Um, I, I would I would have advocated for him as well. The only problem with Williams is not because not I don't I don't care he works in League Two. My only problems with this with him was that apparently it's his kind of style of football takes a lot of time to kind of implement and integrate because mm. um, he because it's it's a bit like Liam Manning where it's you know quick um, where it's possession based and you know high pressing and all that. But Luke Williams is a lot more slower. Um, he worked under Russ Martin at Swansea, um, and that that will tell you a lot. And if you if you know anything about Russ Martin's side, it's very very slow. And I've watched them what twice uh, at Bristol City. He's so tediously slow, and um, it is it's 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 it, it's not it's it's it, it's not great at times. It can be frustrating to watch. So maybe Luke Williams. Sorry, maybe uh, Liam Manning is a bit more fast, direct. Yeah, um, but looking at all the options, there were a few other names. But I think m- maybe like it might be a bit of a split reaction. But I think the majority of fans will just. I think we should just go in and back back the manager straight away. Might need a bit of time. Um, to settle in, and we can't get on the back of him already, and slaughter him, even if we if we lose straight away. But um, it's good that we're getting it now before the international break, especially. I think if he's announced, yeah, maybe Tuesday, Wednesday, maybe he'll come and watch the because he's actually at he did undergo training with um, Oxford this morning, and they have an EFL trophy match um, tomorrow evening, Tuesday night against Chelsea under twenty ones. Um, so he might be there but he could he could leave already um by tuesday morning but i reckon he can maybe watch watch uh, the game from the stands on saturday and then he'll have the what well, two week i guess two week break um to uh to settle with the team and get to know everyone which will be good comes at a, at a decent time um okay so his career trajectory was west ham under 21s uh, from 2018 to 2019, I think, uh, maybe. Or, sorry, West Ham under 23s from 2015 to 2019. Then it was Lomel SK from 2020 to 2021 in 
in uh, the Belgian league. So he was manager there for 28 games. Um, had a decent record, 1.61 points per game. Um, 14 wins, 11 losses, three draws uh, over in Belgium. Uh, then he left for MK Dons in League One in England. Uh, so his first English job. Uh, he got them into the playoff semi-final where this is the MK Dons side that had Scott Twine, Harry Darling. So it was really good. Um, really good MK Dons side. Um, and had a lot of, you know, star quality in there. The season after that was a bit disastrous when they sold Twine, they sold Darling to the championship and didn't really replace them with adequate quality. And that led to a spiral and that led to them now being in League Two. So, you know, make of that make of that what you will. And long after Manning Manning went, they were in League Two as well. So they couldn't really save themselves either. Um and now he's at Oxford. So last season he was appointed Oxford manager. Um they were in a complete mess when they were when he was appointed. They had some really tough fixtures to 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 come. They were in a relegation proper relegation battle and he guided them to safety with some, as I said, proper tough fixtures as well. Um and then this season they've they've started brilliantly and have been magnificent so far. And they sat they sit second in League One. Uh 32 points, 15 games, uh, if I can recall correctly. Um, th- th- yeah, three losses, two two draws, uh, 10 wins. I think this would be a really good appointment, in all honesty. I'd do... I'd yeah. Be, I'm, I'd, I'd be very, very happy with this. Um, his style of football is possession-based, is definitely, you know, possession-based and definitely is, you know, press high-pressing, but it's not tedious and it's not slow and it's not boring sometimes as some may, some people may say uh and it's not you know walking pace and trying to build up stupid really really small patterns of play all over the pitch it's very it's quite fast it's a bit direct at times it can be direct and i think that's good i think that's a flex i think that flexibility is good um i think that's needed in the championship in particular when you come up against you know, different teams are going to be battling for literally anything. You know, teams at the bottom are going to be quite direct and uh, teams at the top are going to be, you know, really just just, uh, just really uh, possession-based and probably going to out-possess you for a lot of it. So I think that flexibility is good and I think this is going to be a really, really good appointment in all honesty. Uh, maybe not right now, as in for this season. I think we might need to give him that betting in time. I think we need to kind of... We might have to sacrifice the season... Just to say, you know what, have the season, bed, bed in, kind of give your style of play a go, um, and then next season is probably the season where we're expecting to challenge, um, definitely. Yeah, I mean, but I feel like we always say that, and then we kind of trust the process, and we get to this place where this is this is the season where we push up last year of his contract, whatever, and then it never it never fully works, but. We'll see. I, I do agree with you, though. I mean, I'm not expecting like us to go on like a 20 game unbeaten streak and then find ourselves in the top six straight away. Um, but no, I do agree. I think it'll be a good signing, and I'm excited to see how we change and how we play, what changes he will make, um, and we'll see what happens. But yeah, M, just when we we're talking about MK Dons and stuff, it just made me realize how brutal the the EFL is and the fine margins with like just getting relegated by one point and then that kind of depicts then could depict the next five years of a club's like um kind of stature and just yeah it, it's it's tough and every result matters but on a bit on a sidetrack there but uh yeah Liam Manning happy hopefully yeah announcement in in the coming days and hopefully we see see an improvement um and a push, a push up, up, up the table, further up the table. But yeah. Also, if we if he does fancy bringing Cameron Brannigan with him, I'd be happy with that. Uh, oh yeah, because but... we we were you, you you posted on your Instagram as well. We Oxford are our feeder club. Um, <laughs> we've got we've got so many, but Mark Sykes, Rob Atkinson. I didn't actually know Rob Dickey. Um, he played for Oxford as well. Yeah, he played, played for Oxford. Oxford. And obviously now Liam Manning. So thank you, Oxford. We take <laughs> from Oxford and then we'll give some of our other players to Bournemouth. Um, that's literally, kind of... <laughs> literally it. 
And then Bournemouth oh, sell to AC Milan, etc. Yeah. Know, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, I did like see Kelly. that. Lloyd Kelly. And we could get um, a little bit, little bit of money on that, which no, will not go he's back got, into the score. No, no, because he's, go, he's going, go, going on a free, apparently. Yeah, we're not going to get any. Nice. No sell on value because you know, thank you, Bournemouth, for that. Uh, oh, like we were going to invest it anyway. I feel, I feel like it was wasn't going to go back in this corner. <laughs> we, it's, 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 they, they already screw us over by giving us taking our best players and then don't even give us the money they get for selling selling them. Do, do, do we have do we have a sell on clause on Antoine or, or Alex Scott? I, I fucking hope so. <laughs> on Alex hope Scott, so. I hope so because he. Got... I bloody hope so. My God, apparently he did his ACL, which is not great. Yeah, um, against right. Man City. Yeah, Bournemouth. We're Man sidetracking. City and got... <laughs> yeah, we we are sidetracking. We're sidetracking. Right. Alex Scott, Antoine Semenyo, Lloyd Kelly are not here. Um, <laughs> Liam Manning <laughs> might be here though. Hopefully. Um, uh, but yeah, I think I think this been good appointment again as i said maybe not in the short term right now but definitely in the longer term picture he's going to get us playing some good football he's going to get i think he's going to get the respect of the fans um or get the fans on side no matter what they say now they'll be like oh it's a league one appointment oh he was sacked mk dons he's as soon as that good football starts coming into play he, they're going to get him on they they're going to um they're going to be won over by manning uh very quickly so i think this is a very very good appointment um I fully, fully, fully back in Manning. Um, and I think, oh, I genuinely hope this is, this works out because I think this is the best shot we've probably had in years and the best squad we've had in years. And I'm not saying best squad is in like quality. Quality is definitely there, but it's well-rounded. We've got so many versatile players. We've got some young players. We've got players who are ready to kick on. We've got, as I, what, I mean by, what I mean by that is like Conway, Bell, Mehmeti, Garden Hickman, uh, Tanner, all these players are young. They're ready to, you know, become one of the possibly the best players in their league. So I think I think we've I think we've got a really good manager to do that, and his age as well, thirty eight. So he knows, you know, what's going to get. Hopefully, you get the best out of him. And I'm hoping this is a kind of similar Kieran McKenna situation where we storm up the championship um, and just, you know, but piss piss the league. Hopefully, uh, but I'll take top you, ten. I'll take a top ten finish right now, and then you know finish, hopefully, next season um, in the playoffs. Yeah, um, and it, it would kind of set a trend if if we now go on in the next couple of years into the top six, because similar to what Pearson don't want to go back to, but um, what he did with Leicester, and then how they went on there, like the credit doesn't always go to, him, but he created a big foundation. And well, we've already had our thanks, um, our thank you message in the last podcast to him, but. Um, yeah, he's settled. Um, he's done a good job, but now we can go the further step, um, next step, and hopefully we can do that. But yeah, that probably about wraps up on the manager. We'll touch on QPR quickly um, before we go, which is who we're facing this Saturday, which I think is also a good time to have QPR away um, because my oh, God, can I, oh, won... sorry, um, yeah. Sykes, Atkinson, Dickey, Manning, and also Callum O'Dowder. Um, so we also signed him. So I think I think in a way Oxford owe us for Callum O'Dowder because he's been just just frankly um, snake, just ah, snake, just <laughs> just awful, just awful footballer, isn't he? Uh, it's not. I don't. Know, <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. Uh, he wasn't that important for us. It's not like he ditched us for Cardiff. He's just a horrible footballer for us. Um, anyways, you were saying. Um, yeah, QPR haven't have won one game in. Uh, to count there uh one game in their last 13 um and they haven't won in their last oh god i gotta do that again last like 10 games i think is that yeah that's 10 games without a win and they've only got two three draws in in, in those games so they have been on a pretty horrendous run of form and they, but this time last year they were flying up up the championship i think they were in the playoffs winning around um the top exactly top. and they were oh yeah they were top as well and then they completely fell apart and where did they, they, they did, obviously they didn't get relegated, but they were six points off in the end. Um, wasn't it Chris Martin who, who was, he played a crucial, crucial role and he scored, that, he scored against Burnley, didn't he? Um, yeah. Which was, which was big for him. But <laughs> yeah, they, um, they sit 23rd, uh, only on two wins. So realistically with also the players will obviously know about the news and, they will be expecting Liam Manning, so they'll want to play 
well, obviously, um, because he'll probably be watching and seeing what's happening. And against a poor QPR side, we, we need to be getting three points. We're off the back of a win. Um, they did draw against Rotherham. So, yeah, um, I'll go for my prediction. Um, we do have players back. I don't think we'll have any more players back for, for this Saturday, but I think... Well, we'll find out in the press conference with Liam Yeah, Mann. we will. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely Curtis Fleming. But yeah, we'll probably have well Viner played 16 minutes, so did Tanner, so they could probably play for a bit longer. Um but I say we win and we've been we've we've got a good record at QPR away from home. Um I feel like we've won the last four years there or something, or did we lose the, the season before last? I feel, um, I feel like we've been you talk, I'll check. Um because I remember we beat them what I because I've been to QPR away a lot. What we had one nil with Jeju's really great header a few years ago. Then we had so that lucky Wells last, last minute screamer. So, so the last five visits to QPR, we won five times. God damn, yeah. So that, that's impressive, yeah. So we we know how to beat QPR Loftus Road. Um, so hopefully we can go do it again. And yeah, so prediction, I'm gonna say another another two nil win, just like the end of last season. Um, goals from. Well, our defenders are the only ones scoring right now. So I'm going to say Tanner and Pring, the fullbacks, both fullbacks getting on the goal score sheet. Tanner and Pring, both fullbacks are like. Um, yeah, I'll go for a win as well, you know. Um, I'll go. I think we'll win as well. I think it'll be tight. I think QPR have got a little bit more about them now under Kif. And the Gifuentes, um, thank you, thank you for the, uh, thank you in advance for the uh, pre, for the effort I've made um, and comments. Hopefully, um, I think we'll win. To be honest, I think we've got a lot of quality. I think we've got more quality than them. Um, again, no disrespect to QPR fans because uh, I've got a lot. I've, I know a few QPR fans who are really nice. Um, so again, I don't, know. I don't want to sound arrogant, but I think we should be winning. Um, your crap, we should be winning. Uh, we no, I, th- I think, I think, I think we probably, I think we probably should win. Um, we've got more quality than right now, but and also, Ilya's chair is apparently suspended, so double thumbs up for me. Uh, brilliant, brilliant news. Um, again, sorry, QPR fans. Um, yeah, I think we'll, I think we should win. Um, I'll go for a 2 1, a 2 1 win. I think we'll be tight, but I think we should have enough. Um, We'll probably go like two and up, and then we'll concede in the seventy-sixth minute and make the last fifteen minutes hell. But we'll, you know, do Bristol City things uh, and give already give Liam Manning some grey hairs um, on, on the touchline. <laughs> uh, that's probably what we'll do. Um, but yeah, I think we should. I think we will win. I think we've got a good. Fi- I think we've got a good factor. F- good, good, good feeling factor about the club. Right? Is that the right right word? Right way to phrase it. A good feeling. We've got a good feeling about this squad and this manager. Hopefully, American Liam Manning, if he's going, if he's going to come in, um, he's going to turn things around. I think it's a nice little, nice little first fixture. Um, I don't think he's going to want to see the fixtures after the international break because then he might have a half of back. Um, but yeah, I, I think I've got a good feeling about this. I think we will. I think we will win. That is it from us, is it not? Is it? Is yeah. Um, I think. I think. I think that's it. Um, that is it. Um, so that was, well, Sheffield Wednesday review. Liam Manning, who's going to take us to the Premier League. Um, QPR preview. Um, I, I wish. Uh, definitely 100% going to get sacked next Christmas. Um, um, <laughs> we're going to be like 21st and we're all going, why the fuck are we sack Pearson for? Um, <laughs> right, so QPR preview. Um, that That's it. Uh, oh, and how Rob Dickey's the best centre-back on earth, but you know, that's all good. Um, thank you very much for listening to whatever that last five, ten minutes was. Um, me just completely rambling. Um, thank you very much for listening to the 1894 podcast. If you have enjoyed it, hit like. Uh, it really does help us um, progress in the algorithms. We're trying to grow and uh, that'll, be, that'll be really helpful. Uh, subscribe for, if you do enjoy this kind of stuff, we're here. We're here. Um, if it's a if it's a two game if it's a weekend weekend then it they'll be they will be here uh, before the weekend and after the weekend uh, to talk about you know the games going on. Um, if it's a three game week we'll split it up and then we'll talk about two games and then one game at the end of the week as well. So um, 
yeah, if you if you are enjoying the podcast, you can also go back and listen to some of the other ones as well. Um, the last one was the one about Nigel Pearson, wasn't it? The he's, he's yeah, yeah. We didn't really talk um, about Cardiff. We didn't really talk about Cardiff in that one, did we? Just kind of skip. Well, I didn't, didn't really want to anyway. But yeah, we'll, we'll we'll make some what we have done in the past. I think in the last international break, we made a podcast on like the championship as a whole, and we do have another one coming up. So maybe we can do something similar. But um, yeah, make sure to follow us on all the like podcasting apps like Spotify and all that. I'll be heading down to QPR game. Maybe I'll spot Liam Manning. I mean, Oxford's not too far from um, from, from Loftus Road. So yeah, I'll see. Um, I'll make sure to see if he has any great airs on him. But hopefully another last minute limbs win. Um, and yeah, yeah, it's been a pleasure. Well, thank you very much for watching. Um, again, keep safe. Catch you all later. And um, we will, we 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 will be back after QPR to talk about that game, um, and then we have an international break, which is always fun, um, as well. Where England are playing Malta and North Macedonia, which is you know the might of North Malta and North Macedonia. Um, apparently, we will be without Jude Bellingham, which is going to be painful as well because he's got he, apparently he's done something to his shoulder. Um, I'm kind of glad, actually, because I don't want to see him get injured against Malta in North Macedonia. Um, so, you know, there we go. Uh, again, complete waffle. That's We're so tracking, like... well, I, t- I, d- I don't know where this has gone to. This is the Jude Bellingham fan show now. Um, I'd happily rename it to the Jude Bellingham fan club, um, if you're down for that. I love Jude um, Bellingham. Honestly, what, what a player. player. What a literally, literally Alex literally. Scott as well. Alex Scott is getting... Into one of the next England squads. I've, I've told Rice, all my mates. Alex Scott, yeah. midfield three for the next Euros. I'm convinced. And now that Bournemouth, the Bournemouth are calling Scott their star boy, and now and they're all over him, even after like two games. Get yeah, a grip, yeah. honestly. Imagine, imagine, <laughs> imagine liking Alex Scott that much. No, <laughs> could not, could, could not, not, be not, not me following his score rating every <laughs> single Bournemouth match right now. <laughs> Well, how many passes he's made successfully? <laughs> <laughs> Not me crying after he did his ACL. Um, right, that was that was whatever that last two minutes was. Um, thank you very much for watching. Um, keep safe, and we'll catch you later. Bye from bye from me. See ya.